grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Once again, it's so good to be with you all here this morning. Uh, God is alive. His Spirit is alive amongst us. And what a privilege it is for us to be gathered together as God's people, surrounded by His grace and His mercy through His Word and through His people. So we're heading into the last week of the Red Letter Challenge. And just in case you're new here, you're wondering what that's all about, uh, the Red Letter thing, wondering what that means, some Bibles have the words of Jesus printed in red letters. And so for the past six weeks, that's what we've been doing. We're asking, what does it practically look like to follow Jesus on a daily basis? What does it look like to take those red letters those words of Jesus, and to put them into practice. And we've talked about how this idea, it's not like something that we came up with. This is Jesus' idea. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus is saying, hear my words and put them into practice. And that's the red letter challenge. The red letter challenge is hear the words of Jesus and to live them out in our lives. We've talked about Eugene Peterson in the message, how he paraphrased it. I love how he says it. He says it this way. He says, these are words to build a life on, the words of Jesus. And it's important for us to work these words into our everyday life. And if you look at those words of Jesus, we've been talking about how you can summarize them in the New Testament into basically five different ways of life, five ways of living. We talked about being Forgiving, serving, giving, and going. Being is basically what we're doing right now, connecting to God, being with God in his grace, in his mercy, in worship. And we do that every day of our life when we're in the word and we're in prayer. Forgiving. It's important for us to be forgiven by God and also for us to be forgiving people. Serving. I don't know if you remember, a couple weeks ago, uh, Damien Ramirez came up here, and we prayed over him, and we sent him to serve down in Mexico. Remember that? Was Damien in the room this morning? morning? I think I saw him walking around somewhere. There he is in the back row. All right. All right. Thanks, Damien. I, I, without his permission, stole some pictures from Facebook, so I hope we're cool, okay? All right. I want to throw a few things up. wanted to show you some of the work that Damien did. Our first picture here, uh, there was just a gravel. They laid the gravel down. The next picture shows them uh, laying down the cement. Next picture, there, there's the cement. Next picture, they put up the walls. There's Damien with some of the fellow servants framing the house. You got the roof. There's Damien up on the roof making sure everything's copacetic. And then you got the final product. There's Damien also sharing some word. Boom. All right. Love that, all right? We sent Damien out. Damien served our neighbors in uh, Juarez, Mexico, by building an actual house for them. But in the process, Damien also is building his house, his life, on the solid rock of Jesus and his word, putting those words into practice. That's the red letter challenge, right? All right, so being, forgiving, serving, giving. Last week, Pastor Trevor talked about that, how our God is generous, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And as a generous God, we are his generous people and we give to others. A lot of resources went in to build that house uh, down in Mexico, right? Serving, giving, and going. Going today, we're talking about not only are we the hands and the feet of Jesus, but we are also the mouthpiece. Now, before I get all into that, I'm going to ask our fourth graders to help me out here a little bit. You guys ready for this? All right, now it's here the time. You've got to really bring your game, okay? All right, fourth graders, I got a question for you. First of all, thank you, fourth graders, for leading us in worship. You're not just singing 
for us. You're leading us to the heart of God. You're helping us to be and exist in God's grace and mercy. So I'm grateful for you doing that, all right? Continue to do that. Thanks for the thumbs up there, my man. All right, every Friday, something happens here at St. Not every Friday. A lot of Fridays, something happens here at St. John's during the school day, something that's kind of cool. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? What, what is it? What is it? What is it? Luke. Okay, you don't get school the next day. I like that one. All right. Yes. All right. All right. I like that one. That's not what I'm going for, but a good effort. Anybody else? What do you got? Jogathon, that's only one time a year. This happens a lot more often, but good, good effort. Weekend finally starts. Okay, getting closer. What do you got? What is it? I'm going to give you an indication right here. What do I got here? What do I got right here? What is it? No, what is this? It's payday. You don't get... We're not paying you. Well, maybe your parents on Fridays. I don't know. You guys are funny. All right. What do you got? Denim for dollars, right? You bring a dollar, you get to wear what? A pair of jeans, right? Denim for dollars, right? Uh-huh. Well, no. All right. Here we go. So you bring a dollar, you get to wear jeans, and you get to feel a little more comfortable during the day, but the dollar goes to where? It goes to a good cause, right? We give it to somebody that's fortunate or some sort of ministry outreach, something like that. We help serve. We help give. That's the red-letter challenge, giving. But I kind of wanted to bring that up to you today because I'm wearing jeans today. Right now, anybody else wearing jeans over here? Okay. My dress jeans, okay? Church jeans, all right? But when I was a kid, I started out wearing a different type of jeans. They were known as tough skins. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Who's worn tough skins before? All right? All right, I know I'm a little bit older than most in the room probably. All right? But tough skins, man, those were the jeans. They were basically indestructible pair of jeans. They were made of chain mail and cardboard and some kind of fabric, I think. And they were not too comfortable, all right? But they were basically indestructible, except for you could rip the tag off. You know what I'm talking about? On the back, those, those came off. Eventually, uh, fourth graders, I graduated to my 501s, the Levi's 501 button flies, those type of things. Remember those ones, right? You had to wash them like 50 times before they finally shrunk down to your fit. Uh, but they still kind of felt like cardboard, right? Now, there was a stint where I maybe did a little Britannica and Jordache, but I don't like to... I don't like to t- I don't like to talk about that, uh, but in a spirit of transparency, I think I would. But they were all made of that kind of tough denim, you know? You just didn't really like it, and so I sort of said goodbye to jeans for a number of years. Then one day, a few years ago, Pastor Nathan, you remember Pastor Nathan, our outreach pastor? He's up in the Northern California now. I love that guy. He was like, man, Pastor Mike, you got to wear some jeans. You're never wearing jeans, man. He just kept on bugging me. Get some jeans, you know? And so finally, I was on vacation one day. I stumbled upon a pair of jeans at Banana Republic on the clearance rack, my friends, because they were like 150 bucks. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not putting that down for a pair of jeans, but they were really, really lower price. I got them. I tried them on. I bought them, and the world was forever changed for me, all right? <laughs> Rapid movement denim. I'm wearing them right now, Okay. Rapid movement denim. Look at the advertisement online. Engineered for comfort and mobility. High stretch, excellent recovery, retains fit through wash and wear. Even online it says rapid movement denim. Engineered for, engineered, okay? Engineered. Engineered for comfort and mobility. This innovative fabric looks like traditional denim, but is fortified with advanced stretch fabric that moves with you. That means you can gain 10 pounds and still wear them, all right? (laughs) Plus, stay blue Fabric technology keeps fabric from fading. Basically, to put it short, 
They look like jeans, but they feel like what? Pajamas, sweatpants. And that's why I wear them. And I'm telling you, after I got these rapid movement denim uh, jeans, I, I became like the rapid movement denim evangelist, right? I was, I was telling everyone how awesome these jeans were. I was telling strangers about the benefits of them. I was doing demonstrations, how you can do squats, you can run. I mean, it's comfortable. These, these jeans, are, they're, they're great, right? I was telling people how much better my life was because of these jeans. I'm pretty sure I convinced hundreds, maybe 200 of people to go out and buy some of them. I'm pretty sure some of you guys are going to go out this afternoon and get some of these. But these jeans, fourth graders, are way better than the tough skins I grew up on. Now, at this point, those of you who are more orthodox in nature, you're wondering, what in the world are you talking about, Pastor? And why are you bringing this up during a worship service? We're trying to focus on the things of God, my friend. What does it have to do with anything? Well, our theme for this Red Letter Challenge this week is going, right? Going involves not just movement in itself and not the rapid movement denim type of thing, but movement toward a destination. And the destination of this going always has to do with people. The destination is people. It's not some local geography. The destination is people. We've learned over the last few weeks that uh, we are called to forgive others, we're called to serve others, we're called to give to others, right? Forgiving, serving, giving, but we are also called to go to them. And that going always involves words, involves communication, involves speaking, it involves having conversations that are of a divine, spiritual, God-pleasing nature. Now, it's called different things, but the, at the end of Jesus' life and in, in the Gospels and in the book of Acts, these five different verses, you'll see Jesus talk about this. You see him talk about going and a significant part of that going being telling or communicating or speaking to other people. Matthew chapter 28, we just talked about it with the Gospels when we baptized them, the Great Commission. Jesus says, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, let's throw that up there. He says, therefore go, right? There's movement. There's purpose, there's intentionality. Go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, just like we saw come alive this morning, just like we've been baptized. And then the second part is teaching them. And teaching is not like a classroom. It's more like guiding and an apprentice and as a mentor, as conversations in family and meaningful relationships, teaching them to obey or to keep everything I have commanded you, and then Jesus says, surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. This going involves communication. At the other, any other gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 16 at the end, Jesus said to them, go, go into all the world and preach or teach, communicate the gospel to all creation. Luke chapter 24, it says, repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That's basically just a changing of heart toward forgiveness. It's going to be preached It'll be taught. It'll be communicated in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. John chapter 20. Jesus says, verse 21, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. I forgot a verse. Go back to 48, can you? Uh, verse 48 of Luke chapter 24 says this, and Jesus also says, you are witnesses, right? What does a witness do? A witness has seen something, heard something, experienced something, and then goes and tells other people about it. John chapter 20, verse 21, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, right? Jesus came from heaven. He said, go, and he went, came and was born for us. That's Christmas. 
died for us, rose from the grave. He's coming again for us. As the Father sent me, Jesus says, I am sending you. He's saying, go. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the very last words before Jesus' ascension, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses. Remember? A witness has seen something, heard something, experienced something, and then says something about it. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's right here, Judea and Samaria. That's our region. And to the ends of the earth, that's global. In each of these verses, these red letters of Jesus, Jesus indicates that we are to move. He's saying we are to go. We are go, to go to others and we are to communicate with them. Have conversations. Have talks about God and about what God has done in our lives. It's called preaching. It's called teaching. It's called witnessing. And in those verses, Jesus is saying, you're not going alone. He's saying, I'm with you. I've sent the Holy Spirit to be with you. The Spirit lives within you and empowers you. And, you know, it got me thinking how it's really not that complicated. What I was just doing when I was talking so passionately about my rapid denim uh, jeans, right, I was just telling you why I like these jeans and how much my life is better because of them, right? You know, it's not much different when we tell other people about God. All we have to know is, what has God done for me? And how is my life different? How is my life better because of him? I mean, I don't know all the details about the rapid movement denim, right? I don't know the science. I don't know the technology. I don't know the engineering that went behind. I don't know the percentage of the fabrics. I don't know anything about that. But I do know that when I put these jeans on, I feel good right? It's kind of like that with God. Sometimes we think that we have to know everything about God before we can tell anyone about the difference that he's made in our lives. We don't do that in real life, right? We don't do that with jeans or with our iPhones or with our new cars or with our essential oils or whatever, right? Something good in our life and we tell other people about it. We don't do it with material goods, and we don't have to do it with God and his great love for us and for all humanity, for the whole world. We don't have to understand everything about God before we communicate to someone else what God has done for us and how our life is better because of it. That's what going is all about, going and telling. The Red Letter Challenge, especially the books this week, and if you don't have one of those books, pick one up on the way out. They're gonna, the Red Letter Challenge is going to ask us to consider our own stories and ask us basically two questions. What has God done for me? What difference has he made in my life? And it's going to challenge us to tell that to someone. And you know, it might just sound something like this. You know what? God created me. God created me in, in his image. He made me with unique talents and abilities. And also God has forgiven me. He's forgiven me for all the harm that I've done to other people, to myself, and most importantly, to him. He has forgiven me. And not only has he forgiven me by his son Jesus, he's given me hope. He's given me hope through tough times in my family. Tough times of death, of divorce, of disease. Even more, he's given me life, not only eternal life. He's given me life here and now 
Even in the midst of this broken world, we can have life of purpose, community, family, love, and his word. For me personally, the word of God changed the entire uh, trajectory of my life. As I dug more into God's word, more into the red letters of Jesus, he changed my life from focusing on a, a material life to a life that focused on what matters, from material to what matters. And what matters is impacting people's lives for eternity. God called us, he's called all of us to make an impact on those around us. I can't answer all the intricacies of God. I'm a pastor and I can't. But I do know that my life with him is always better, always more abundant, more purposeful, more meaningful, more rewarding, more peaceful than life without him. That's a little bit what it looks like to share your story. I hope that you'll wrestle with those questions this week. What has God done for me? How is my life better because of him? And then go. Go and communicate to that to someone. And I want you to think about that someone might be a lot closer than you think. Because the first people that we are called to go to are the neighbors that we share a roof with. It's our spouses. It's our kids. It's our families. It's our roommates. It's whoever we live with. And I think that we've been reminded of that this morning with our fourth graders singing. It's why we have a school, because we love children. We love our kids. We love these little neighbors of ours. We're reminded of that with the Gossman family, especially the Gossman kids this morning. As we think about telling them and communicating to them, I know that our teachers do this. I know that our parents, we do this. We tell them how much God loves them. And we tell them how he's created them in his image. And we tell them that God sent his son Jesus to forgive them and recreate them and give them new life and purpose. And perhaps when we think about that, we can look back into our own life. We can think about all those people who took the great commission of Jesus, who took those red letters of Jesus, who lived them out in their own life and communicated to us, talked to us, had a conversation with us. They told us their story. And because of that, our stories were changed forever. The red letters of Jesus, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, says this. Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. These are some powerful words. Being, forgiving, serving, giving, and going. Go, my friends, this week. Tell someone what God has done in your life. Tell them why your life is better because of him. These are words to build a life on. Amen? Amen. Amen.